0: Do
1: you like to get down and dirty, redneck style?
0: I, you know, I, I like to raw dog it dirty and redneck style. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pushing it all together.
2: We Can should probably it? get started <laughs>
0: whenever you guys are ready. I've been recording.
3: Uh, so <laughs> i us like get started whenever. Uh, so we should tell people that this is the We Like Watching podcast?
2: Yeah, Abby, I'll call you.
3: Sequel, sequel, sequel episode. Where we are discussing things sequel. Oh. Yeah, exciting, right?
2: Yeah, I'm so excited.
3: I'm pumped. Okay. I'm so pumped.
2: There's I'm, really that so many so directions this. this can go.
4: I know,
3: I'm so excited.
4: Fun fact right uh, off the bat, does anybody know the most, uh, the highest number of sequels ever made? What for, movie it was? For a, uh... Halloween? No. Or not Halloween, I guess not Friday, Friday the 13th, maybe. That is incorrect. Is it Sharknado? No. Is the number 18? No, the correct number is 29. Oh, wow. The the answer would be Godzilla. Oh.
0: That makes a lot of sense, actually. It does make a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, I um, over winter break, since I'm a teacher and, you know, I get paid for all this time off, um, I ended up doing some surveys, like, and I don't know, I might have signed a disclosure on this, so watch out, I got paid a dollar, but I had to do a Godzilla versus, there's some movie coming out, Godzilla versus, who was the other one, why am I, I had to like watch the previews and like give my opinions on them. Yeah, It's King Kong, right? King Kong, yeah. King yeah. Kong. I but I was like the worst participant for it. Honestly, I don't know how I qualified because by the end of watching three clips, they're like, would you watch this? And I was still like, no, because I don't watch this type of mm-hmm. stuff.
0: See, but- the the question I have for that is is how are they going to pull it off? Because if you look, and this is me putting on my super nerd glasses, if you look at the relative size on average of Godzilla in all his movies versus the size of, of King Kong, like there's there's definitely a huge size differential, so I'm no wondering doubt. how they're going to pull this off.
3: Yeah, but remember that King Kong, the Skull Island movie, King Kong was like ridiculously large in
0: that
4: one. Yeah, he was.
0: He was, but like Godzilla is like literally was was he the size of skyscrapers? Because that's what Godzilla is. Yes, he was super. Okay, I huge can never, him. I can never remember fully, and I know he yeah. was big, but I couldn't remember how big he was.
4: Hey, so before we get into any of the sequel talk, did anybody watch anything good this week? I actually, so
0: it, I watched a movie, and I don't know why it was itching in the back of my brain, but it was. Um, it's, it's it's a sequel. It's a movie that I love um, because it's kind of horrible, and in, in all the the right ways. Uh, has, has anybody here ever seen Johnny Pneumonic before? Mm-mm.
2: Mm-mm. Negative. Um,
0: um,
1: uh, Evie and I had a uh, Too Stupid Didn't Finish on that one.
0: We started it. But Fair enough. It was enough.
1: so bad that we, we were like, mm, we're good.
0: It's, it's extremely yeah. bad, but I, but I love it. Um, so so to give you the, the rest of you an idea, basically the IMDB overall is a data courier literally carrying a data package inside his head. Must deliver it before he dies from the burden or is killed by the Yakuza. So you're telling me it's cyberpunk um, 2077? That's that's the movie? yes, and that was well, that was part of the thing that I thought of as I, as I was like just thinking about things. I've been thinking about cyberpunk 2077 because who doesn't at this point? And all of a sudden it just popped up in the back of my mind, and and so I need to read off some the, the cast for you guys. So Johnny is played by Keanu Reeves, uh, which is like one of like I don't even know how many movies where his name is Johnny in it. If you go up and look at his IMDb, I promise you there's so many Johnnies. Dina Meyer as Jane. Uh, Ice T is in it as J Bone, who is like the leader of like this group that's like the the anti-techs because everything is like tech this and tech that, and everyone connects their brains to certain things. Uh, Henry Rollins is in it as as like a kind of a good guy situation as well. And then my favorite by far is Dolph Lundgren, who's a street preacher, but he's actually like a trained assassin. Mm -hmm. So. Big old Russian guy from from Rocky Four, Dolph Lundgren is running around killing people and reading scripture and trying to stab them with crosses that are made into knives. Also, he dies. He dies. Also, Dolph Probably, Lundgren. Pretty much.
1: Mensa member. So don't try to play chess yeah. with him. He will. He'll fuck you.
0: up. Doesn't he? does he have like a doctorate in like biochemistry or something like that? It's it's I something. I don't insane. know about
1: that. I do know that he's a
0: certified genius. Like yeah, he's like Yeah, he's wicked smart. Yeah, wicked smart. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the, one of the biggest things about this movie, and the reason why I realized it popped up in the back of my head, is because of when the movie takes place. The movie takes place January 17th, 2021.
4: Ooh, it's coming yeah. over. Oh, wow right,
0: so basically we've got you know just a couple of days a week at best before we're gonna have uh the ability to jump into the internet and in really shitty graphics and then manipulate it using v r goggles fully while booting up the back of our brains um full of information that's that's we're traveling around and also there's laser uh laser wire i guess is the best way to put it like one of the main bad guys has a laser wire that he like slices people up with it it's amazing i Hmm. i it it is too stupid to finish for most people but i love the movie so
2: i mean let's think about it if you know sandra bullock was able to predict that in the net what we could do i think that it's gonna be very telling yeah Yeah,
0: so just looking forward to that a week later from now when we have that Mm -hmm. me too
2: well did you watch anything good this week Um, so I went down a real housewives (laughs) rabbit hole and I have many thoughts. Yeah. Oh boy, indeed. Um, mainly Orange County, which the turnover on these housewives, like what is going on? If someone just paid me money to come into my mansion, I would obviously do it. Um, but (laughs) can we, I think Orange County
1: has had a lot of turnover because, um, for whatever reason, the cast was pretty stable, I would say, for the first four or five seasons, but lately they can't seem to keep anyone on the show, and uh, Heather Dubrow, um, it started right around the time when Heather Dubrow joined the show, and ever since then, they've had, it's been like a revolving door of new new people on the show that either they're on for one season, maybe two seasons, and then they go away. I don't know what it's about. Maybe it's Vicky. It has to be Vicky, right? um
2: yeah she tends to be a drama starter
1: she is whether she...
2: that
1: you know her and uh, her and nini those are the only two original housewives so that are
2: still yeah before. i and she is just she just is uh what what do you call that like um a supporting housewife this the right, season maybe, that i'm yeah, yeah yeah so <laughs> But I went down that rabbit hole, and then I also just wanted to say a quick thing that I just found out, which I'm so stoked, is that A Sex in the City Revival is coming to HBO Max, which proves my theory that in a couple years, HBO Max will be just as big with just as many subscribers as Netflix, but of course, the one person not involved is Kim Cattrall, which none of us are probably surprised by that. Super pumped about that.
4: Funny, funny how that's just announced, because they just literally put them all all over every streaming service. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true.
0: Yeah, that's very true.
4: <laughs> Evie, did you watch anything good? I did. I watched... Um,
3: I watched 1917. Um, I hadn't seen it. I think it was... It won a bunch of awards, uh, nominated for a lot of Academy Awards. But the That was uh, the one
0: with <laughs> a huge war scene, right? Where the guy's just running?
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, It's quite a long movie, and they actually, um, there's like an intermission, um, very brief intermission, right in the middle of the movie. Um, The first half and the second half are um, continual shots. Like, there's never a break, um, which always is a little jarring to me, but it's really interesting in this case. Um, Really moving, it's kind of your, you know... Typical war movie, um, but I thought it was really well done. Uh, George, I think his name's McKay. George McKay is the, the younger actor, the main actor of that movie, and I thought he was so good and so captivating. I was looking at his IMDb, and he was in a movie that came out, I think in 2017, called Marrowbone, which just happened to be on Hulu, and I watched it and loved it. Um, I watched it too. Did you like it?
4: It had a great twist at the end, which made it worth watching.
3: Right, right. Like, the whole time... So, it... Let's just say it makes you think it's a supernatural movie, and then there's a big twist. And I I thought it was really well done. Um, mm-hmm. The ending had me crying, like, tears of slight happiness. Um, not, like, sobbing, but... Uh, I just thought it was really moving, and the whole idea behind it was... Kind of touching to me. So yeah, the girl who plays in the uh,
4: girl who plays in Queens Gambit, which is really popular on Netflix. She's uh, Anna Taylor Joy. She's mm-hmm. one of the
0: stars in the movie. Oh wow! Yeah, I'm I'm looking this up, and I'm I'm actually very fascinated by it too. Yeah, it was cool. Um, it, it's cool. It so wow! So it has a, it has a twist then. But you guys, thank you for not revealing because I'm I'm very fascinated by it. It looks like it also I think has one of the guys from uh, Stranger Things. Yes, the it brother does. from yeah. Stranger Things. Yep. Interesting.
4: Good. Uh, it was yeah. a good request to watch by by Evie. He he had texted me in the week and he goes, "Hey, you should check this out." And I watched it this weekend. I thought it was I thought it was pretty good.
3: Yeah, I it 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 sat with me for a long time. So it must must have made an impression on me.
4: Huffle to the puff. Did you watch <laughs> anything good?
1: I did. I watched the special episode of Euphoria. The uh, so the season. Euphoria had a first season that started early 2020. And then they, I believe the second season was supposed to start shooting mid COVID. uh, But they weren't able to because nobody was able to do anything, obviously. So HBO had uh, Zendaya and Coleman Domingo and Jules. I forget the actor, the actress, actor. She's trans, though, right? Yeah. The actor that plays Jules. I can't remember their name um that's a really good show though it is if a really somebody good hasn't show seen that yeah it's
4: so good it's it'll tug at your heartstrings
1: it really will and Oof. uh it touches on a lot of uh issues i think that everyone deals with i don't want to say too much without oh. without spoiling it but they did no a, doubt they did a special episode with just the three of them because they couldn't film they couldn't get the second season out on time and they just wanted to give something to the people it was, it was really good. Uh, it, the the episode mostly re- revolved around Rue and Ali. Uh, Rue is Zendaya's character and Ali is Coleman Domingo's character. Um, sitting in a diner on Christmas Eve, uh, talking through, uh, basically having a, a debrief of, of what happened in the first season. Um, the writing is, is top notch, like top, top, top notch um it's it's almost mad men level writing uh i'm kind of uh i would definitely recommend it to anyone Uh, even if you haven't seen the show the first season i think you can watch it and really have an appreciation for the level of writing and just the, the topics that they touch on uh i it's just a personal gripe i love zendaya's character and i love her acting i don't my dad is ali's character (laughs) <laughs> and so um <laughs> i don't like coleman domingo as ali uh i think coleman domingo is a good actor but i don't think he's uh gritty he doesn't have the uh gritty i don't know how, uh he's not sketchy enough sure I, I guess that that's the that's the only way i can put it he's not sketchy enough to make me believe the character but maybe it's just because of my personal experiences with people of that type Hmm. Um but yeah I, I watched it it was really good I definitely recommend anyone to watch it um Zendaya
0: Euphoria's been on my um, my like watch list for quite some time now and this this is probably going to push me over the edge It's, it's so pretty good.
1: good yeah and the thing is you can this special episode it's only one episode and it's like an hour um you can watch it and it doesn't really spoil the um it doesn't really spoil the what happens in the first season um and it it's like a it's almost like a tech demo for the show if that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. It like it tells you it's like it gives you a taste of what the acting is like. It gives you a taste of what the writing is like. It gives you a taste of what the cinematography is like. Um, so I would definitely recommend watching it, the special episode and then go ahead and just watch the first season. It's so good.
2: Yes, I loved the first season and I've been waiting on the second. So that's nice. That I'll ramble.
4: That. I'll ramble off a couple things that I watched this week and then we'll get into some sequels. Uh, if you guys haven't seen Soul, that is a super good movie.
0: Just caught it this week, and, it, and I, I enjoyed was, the hell out of that. I'm, I'm going to be really honest with you, J-Bone. Uh, the beginning of it, I didn't know how I felt about it. It sure. felt felt dry, and it didn't mm-hmm. feel like it actually had... like I, the, the joke I kept putting in my head is, like, Soul has no soul. Sure um, but like as time went on, like after probably the first twenty or thirty minutes, I I was kind of blown away, and I was very fascinated by how, by how it functioned and how it kind of presented everything and being involved. So and also it was kind of mind bending to to watch some of the the visuals.
4: And then I watched uh, Prom that's on Netflix. It's got a bunch of people. In. It's had James
0: Corden,
4: Meryl Streep, Keegan Michael Key. Um, I mean it was good. I think I enjoyed the music more than I. In the songs more than I enjoyed the actual movie.
0: Um, it's, a, it's a very Ryan Murphy movie.
4: Yeah, totally. I mean, you get Glee straight from the get go. You get mm-hmm. a Glee. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was good. I I loved the songs. I think I think going to see the uh, the Broadway show would probably be a lot more better of experience than watching the movie. But um, uh, what else did I see? Um, oh, I watched The Wedding Singer. It's a classic Adam Sandler. Um, one of my favorite actors, especially method actors. I watched The Last of the Mohicans last night. I love that's one of my favorite movies. Um, and Daniel Day Lewis just kills everything he does. Is Daniel Day Lewis seen...
1: the best method actor of all time?
4: I you know he might be because I so. I kind of fell into the Daniel Day Lewis dark hole while I was watching The Last of the Mohicans. Did you guys know? Every time that he like goes into a method acting, like so he like I don't know. He just gets so devoted to what he does.
0: Yeah, I I read from my left foot. He actually pretended to be like paralyzed in a wheelchair for months before, and he would even demand that like people on set would feed him and do all these other things because he. Was so heavily involved in being the character that like, like he would not pull out
4: of it. Such an incredible life too. Like outside of movies, like he he like retired from film for a minute to become a cobbler, and he was like a really really popular shoemaker for a really long for a while. I mean, I'd buy and my then, shoes
1: from Daniel Day Lewis.
4: And then he came back, and then he did this show. I can't remember what the show was, but then he came. He became like a designer. Because he he was playing some type of designer in the show, so he like went to this costume designer and he basically started to d- to d- design his own clothes. Like I was just like, dude, this dude goes a hundred percent on everything. Yeah, I don't right? I don't
0: I don't think there's anybody who's been as consistent with that as he has. Like I've heard other stories before, like Jim Carrey was kind of a mess on set for man on the moon in fact they made like a documentary about Indeed. like how yeah it, it's, so what good what it's definitely a record yeah. I would watch yeah it's so good
4: yeah that's crazy
0: uh al pacino apparently for raging bull like apparently the guy who trained him actually put him in a couple of like amateur fights and he won i think he had like a record of like four and two or something like that in amateur fights and the guy said like if if uh Sorry, not Al Pacino, yeah, Robert De Niro. Yeah, if Robert, Robert De Niro, De Niro. had like, went, like he could have gone professional if he had wanted to because he was just so involved with it. But as far as I understand, no one has been as consistent with their method acting and their ability to put themselves into a character as Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, because There Will Be
4: Blood is such a badass movie too. He's so good in that. It
0: Jimmy, makes me want a milkshake.
1: <laughs> Jimmy, did you the get la- a chance to watch uh, Wonder Woman?
4: No, I haven't yet because oh, I just I was. I hold, hold on to it, Hufflepuff. Hold watched, on to it, baby. <laughs> I watched that that movie, Marrowbone, mm-hmm. and I I always every time I watch something on Hulu, I end up falling into this black hole of Hulu. Sure. sure. I watched this weird ass movie. Um, it's called the clove, the clove hitch killer. Okay. It um, it was really creepy. But basically the plot of it is like this family and like he ends up thinking like his dad is a serial killer. It's loosely based on facts from the BTK killer. Uh, It has um, Dylan McDermott Mulroney in it, right? Yeah. yeah. Dermott Mulroney, yeah.
1: So I think it's was, actually, you just say like four I people's it's actually, names. <laughs> no, so, no, it's from an SNL sketch, uh, yeah. where black people can't tell the difference between Dylan McDermott and <laughs> Dermot Mulroney. So I mean, I,
0: I can't either, so it's okay. <laughs> Dylan that that
4: McDermott was
1: Mulroney, yeah. right? Right? Right?
4: That uh, that movie is pretty creepy. If you want to check it out on Hulu? It's it's uh, pretty bone chilling. Sure, sure. Some of the stuff that happens.
1: Ageless um, wonder Dylan McDermott.
4: He just doesn't yeah. age. So, on to sequels, guys. So, what, what are we, we going to shoot out with first here?
0: Uh, what makes a good sequel? When should a sequel be made? Are spiritual sequels, Actual sequels always okay? Well, no, our spiritual sequels always okay, which I think that's what you meant, is yeah, what yeah. you just said. And then, do you need to introduce new characters to have a successful sequel? There we go. And I love this yeah i I love this list because i think it's so i think it's so debatable on all of these things because i as as we were talking about you know this idea for this episode i kept trying to think about what movies i've considered to be really good sequels and then what movies i've considered to be really bad sequels and i feel like it's been kind of a mix of both and i think the, the one of the one of the questions i think i want to bring up right now is do you guys think that it's important for a sequel to bring the tone of the first movie with it as well i don't
1: um my personal belief is that you have to either so i think there have to be two things that you have to have you have to have um and it's an either or or both i guess so it's not an either or um first you have to have characters a set of characters that you want to spend more time with right like you could you could wrap the whole story up in the first movie but if, people, if the characters are so likable that people want to spend more time with them, then you automatically have something that you can make a sequel with. The other thing is a universe. So, for ex- for instance, like the Marvel Universe, even though I, I'm not uh, blown away by a, most of the Marvel movies, uh, but they're okay, I guess. Um, but if you have a universe that and you've built this world that people just want to spend time in, then that's an ingredient for uh for a good sequel so i i think you can change the tone of the movie um and so take take the dc movies for example the the harley quinn movie has a very different tone than say the joker movie right
2: do you feel like sequels have to include the same cast in order to be successful or in order to be good
3: if it's a direct sequel yes i hate when they recast it drives like like all the cast from the first movie is the exact same, but we're going to recast the main character. That drives me insane. Yeah, it, it ruined. It ruined. Um, what's the second Silence of the Lambs? Hannibal. Silence Hannibal.
2: of the
3: Lambs two? No, okay. Yeah, it's Hannibal. But um yeah, Hannibal. Uh, <laughs> it I hated that Julianne Moore was was now Clarice. Like it just didn't. I, I hate yeah. that they do that. What it if, didn't
1: really wrap world real well. What if they take a side character, right, and they keep that character yeah. the same, but then they bring in essentially all new characters to fill in around them? How do you feel about maybe that? and, and maybe. make a story uh, based on that?
3: It would have to be a side character that you didn't really pay attention to. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. The other thing.
2: I'll... Go ahead.
3: Oh, I was just gonna say the other thing is like. When they do, um, oh, uh, what's the, oh, I can't think. The John, is he John Grisham? The Ryan guy that, that's been played by Harrison Ford and Jack, Jack Ryan. Ryan. Yep. Um, He's been played those, by
0: everybody at this point.
3: Right. That doesn't bother me so much because there's, other than the character's name and occupation, there's very little continuity between all of the universe movies, like the Jack Ryan universe movies, so that doesn't bother me. But it's when it's supposed to be a direct like sequel, and they they're going to recast the you know main character. I,
0: yeah, I'm not here for it. So they're one of the one of the interesting things that you bring up, Jack Ryan. I was thinking about the other uh, particular character that gets recasted quite a bit. That'd be James Bond. Um, I remember there was a time where people had been talking about this fan theory that had been going for years that the name James Bond was just a cover name for whoever was 007 at the time. And so that was part of the reason why supposedly they kept switching out actors, or that, they, that was the theory at least going on. And it was supposedly going to be confirmed by uh, the casting of Idris Elba, which everyone still thinks is at some point going to be person to step into the bond role and obviously he'd be very different from all the other ones um do you think that like with that do you think that with every james bond that they cast it becomes a new universe or do you think they're all just sequels upon sequels i, I kind of uh, like that
1: i think that they're parallel sequaled. universes <laughs> oh no
0: yeah oh, that's yeah, very yeah. i mean, that's it, it it reminds me a lot of like the the doctor who situation which to me the doctor who setup is one of the most brilliant things that ever existed because they basically found a way to constantly switch out their main character you know it's it's this it's still the same character technically or it may be it may not be but like the character is able to change bodies and therefore he's able to he or she is able to become whatever they need to become for the next season and they're able to cast whoever they need to cast at any point so it kind of reminds me of that whole situation, but just in movie form.
1: I always think of the James Bond movies as being like episodes of Law and Order, where you any episode of Law and Order you can pick up and watch all the way through, and none of the episodes really carry over um, to any of the other any of the other episodes. Uh, the creator Dick Wolf wanted it that way. He wanted Law and Order to be like that. He didn't want it to touch on the characters' personal lives. He wanted every episode to essentially be its own little package. And that's kind of how I feel about the James Bond movies. Like, if you, even if you look at the Daniel Craig James Bond movies, it's rare that they call back to something that happened in a previous movie. Um, it's, yeah. It's, uh, so they're kind of like their own little things. Like, they're sequels, but they're not... Uh, I would even call each one of them spiritual sequels. Like I said, it's like they, they happen in parallel universes, you know?
0: I like that take. Yeah, it was interesting. So, okay, so let's let's get into this meet then, and we can kind of... I think it's a good way to kind of break this all down is to actually see what movies uh, everyone has in their minds that are considered to be a good sequel. And then I think we can kind of, you know, from there dissect uh, why we think it's a good sequel, and then we can kind of find those elements. Um, I think I'll start with one of the ones that I think is probably one of the biggest ones ever, and, and this is debatable, obviously, uh, but that would be Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back. I agree. Yeah.
1: Let's see if we're on uh, the same page here, though. Let's see if we're on the same page.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, no. I then I just wanted to hear if somebody was going to jump in with me or not because that, okay, so okay, so full disclosure: as a kid, I loved Return of the Jedi. Um, I it, it was it was the most interesting one to me. It had a fully formed Luke Skywalker, uh, and all these other things that that were kind of important in my brain. Um, but I was also a kid. Uh, as I've gotten older, though, I've come to respect more of Star, you know, the Empire Strikes Back. And for me, the way that I've always kind of viewed why I thought it was a good sequel is because I think it takes all the characters and makes them hit certain turning points that were going to go within the story. Um, one of the big things too is that it was very obvious that George Lucas and, and crew kind of always knew that there was going to be multiple movies, so it wasn't like they were making, you know, the Empire Strikes Back, and it was going to be just the ending of the whole story. It was clearly leading to something else. Um, That's one thing that I I can... I don't know if I would agree is necessarily a good thing about a sequel is that it sets up for the next movie or it it, it continues those particular things. But I think it did such a good job of continuing the Star Wars universe, which eventually became such a big, big thing in in terms of a lot of people's like movie fandom and like pop culture. Uh, I think it was just such a good turning point for all that, where it was setting up what the Star Wars universe was truly going to be so. Do, Hufflepuff do,
1: thoughts. Do you think um, part of that for me? And what when I was saying, what I was saying earlier—that um, Empire Strikes Back was one of the movies that I was thinking about. I think what makes Empire Strikes Back uh, such a good sequel, um, and honestly, Return of the Jedi um, as in as a as a good sequel as well. Is the original Star Wars cast for whatever reason you just want to spend so much time with all of them? Um, it's funny because George Lucas tried to do that same thing again with the um, the what was the the episode one? What was it? The Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. That um, yeah, was episode one. Yeah. Yeah. He tried to do that again, um, and nobody wanted to spend any time with any of those characters ever again. <laughs> Which is well, he also
3: he also killed the two characters that held your attention most sure you know qui-gon died and oh spoiler and then darth maul died in the movie universe Mm -hmm. you know Um, so like you just lost two of your your you know big names what about jar jar binks do you want to spend more time with jar jar binks I mean, it doesn't matter because he was included in the the episode two and three. So. You're, no, no, you're not answering my question. Yeah, right? I hear what you're saying,
0: do but you, yeah, I'm not you... going to answer that question. Okay.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so in- interesting thing about uh, Empire Strikes Back and uh, Return of the Jedi is that uh, the, the, one of the guys who was one of the original writers for Empire Strikes Back left after that movie uh, because he knew he wasn't going to be able to write what he wanted to write for Return of the Jedi. So, there's my the question to you then, Hufflepuff, uh, in terms of Empire Strikes Back and then into Return of the Jedi. Was Return of the Jedi a good sequel? Uh,
1: it's a good movie. It's not as good as Empire Strikes Back. Um, but I know Evie prefers uh, Return of the Jedi over Empire Strikes Back. So, um, Do I? I thought you did. No, I just don't hate it as much as other people. Oh, I don't
3: hate it. It's not a bad movie.
1: No, I know. I know. Yeah.
3: It, I, a lot of people, like, those things that <clears throat> a lot of people complain about the Star Wars movie universe are not things that bother me. Like, Jar Jar doesn't bother me. He never has. He's not ever been a favorite character, but he hasn't bothered me. The Ewoks, they're fine. They don't bother me. But for whatever reason, certain areas of the fandom hate it. Hate them. Um, Yeah, so I don't, I mean, I would say that empire is good filmmaking um they i i've heard opinions where people say the first um a new hope introduces you to the characters that you love and then empire strikes back introduces you to the universe that you love within you know star wars so i just think it's i mean i kind of like them all i don't i don't despise any of the movies honestly i just don't like some as much as others sure 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 What's your favorite Star Wars?
2: Um, I'm gonna have to go with Baby Yoda. <laughs> ah.
1: That's, uh,
0: it's Grogu. I, so it's this, Grogu.
2: So this. Spoilers,
0: everybody. Jeez. Yeah,
2: you know what? Yeah, and I don't. I don't want to refer to him by his name for people who haven't seen it. Thank you, but um. I I felt super ill prepared for any of the topics we were throwing out this week, but sequels are particularly mine that are just like, I don't really watch series of films. So just a brief little, um, list of things. And then we can just kind of jump off of those maybe, but, um, worst sequel ever. Why is it mean girls two? But, um, (laughs) also Mr. Duvall, he could have carried that whole show and it just didn't come through. But, um, I ended up, this is what we'll find interesting, and maybe we can just talk a little bit about this.
0: Before
2: Uh, we move on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, 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 okay. okay. You you just can't
3: throw out Mean Girls 2 and then move on from there. Okay. So, do you consider straight-to-DVD sequels as real sequels? I don't, personally, but I know some people might, Hmm. so...
1: I don't think it's an I don't think you can consider it a true sequel unless it was either commissioned by the same studio or it was the same director or same producer. Because like so say you and I make a movie and then somebody like Kevin Chambers loves it and he's like fuck yeah, they're not going to make another one. I'm going to make another one and I'm going to do a sequel. Then that's not a real sequel because uh it's it's you're losing the, the the force that was behind the original. It's 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 like a a uh, a repurpose or a, a a reboot at that point. Isn't it's there some using
4: movies the term force there? Think, <laughs> isn't well, there some movies though that you think that are the sequel is almost better than the original?
3: Yeah, uh, but none of those are straight to DVD.
2: Well, <laughs> and let me pop in though real fast and say that we might we might be seeing a total shift. Am I right with how you know? Filming and things like that have been limited, in the ability to go to a movie theater. Have there been any sequels released this year um, that had to go straight to DVD or straight to streaming?
1: One in guys- 1984,
0: Trolls
3: Two well, on tour, or whatever. Oh well, yeah, you're yes. right. You know. <laughs> straight to streaming doesn't bother me. Okay. It's the like because like, the whole reason they're going straight to streaming is because of a pandemic. The straight to DVD movies are because they're they're shit and people aren't going to pay ticket prices to go see them in the theater. Like bring
1: it on again.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: right. those
0: are pretty bad. Or or why not bring it on a third time? Yeah, the third one are, two two. Two. I'm guessing that's the third movie. <laughs>
4: no, it's Bring It On All or Nothing. <laughs> Is it Christina? I'm scared. Reliano? You know that, David. Yeah, with Hayden uh, Panettiere. <laughs>
3: oh Lord, oh. I'm. Or, uh, no, oh, I I, real, I was.
2: just a little bit space cadet because I'm just like whatever <laughs> sequels but I have to say um a big topic that popped off on my Facebook status about what are your favorite and least favorite sequels was Grease 2. We have a lot of people in the comments um someone said really is Mean Girls 2 actually worse than Grease 2 and then one of my other yes. friends and this is what cracks What cracks me up is that they're both super musical people, is that Grease 2 is my favorite movie. Back off. And so, I'm just (laughs) curious what our thoughts are. I know this has been unsettled. I Uh,
4: feel like Grease 2 has its own power after the original one. Because of the fucking songs. They're so good. They're so catchy. And, I mean... It also introduces literally a whole new class of students that are at Rydell. So, I mean, I don't know. It gives it a different look. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why people dog on Grease 2 so much. I mean,
3: The fact that it has Michelle Pfeiffer and Lorna Luft, which is um, Liza Minnelli's other daughter. Or not Liza Minnelli, uh, Judy Garland's other daughter. And then... um, uh tab hunter gay icon i you know they're pulling out all the stops for this
0: sequel uh that was actually one of the big things that when i first saw it i loved it because i had seen batman returns and and michelle pfeiffer was in that movie as catwoman and i was very fascinated by her you know as a kid and then i saw grease too and i was like oh uh, the catwoman lady's in this and so between that and the motorcycles I was like super 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 into it right. um, but I, th- I think as time has gone on I you know what I still do have that debate in the back of my head which one I think is considered yeah you know, if Greece 2 is considered to be as bad as everyone pushes it to be because I feel like it's not nearly as, as atrocious as it probably could be in many other terms so in yeah. that same <laughs> in,
3: that, in that same vein um, <clears throat> a lot of people, and I had this argument in college, like more than I probably should have. Um, a lot of people think that D2, the Mighty Ducks is the best of the, <laughs> the Mighty Duck films.
2: Yeah, um, I, I always
3: held, well, now hold on. I always thought that the first one was a better film, but the second one was more fun for people our age to watch. Yes. Because when you start adding like sound effects like whoop, 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 as Goldberg is like rollerblading down a hill with a tablecloth on his face... Why well, you gotta hate on I Goldberg? I feel like... I'm not, but I feel like once you start adding the Three Stooges-esque elements, it takes away from the the gravitas of the film. I mean... So I've just... What are your thoughts on the Mighty Ducks saga?
4: I don't know. I like I like D three, but I mean I don't like that as much as D two. D two. I, th- I mean, don't think I'd, I've ever I seen the third D3. one. I've watch, Yeah, it's, it's where they're varsity. They play JV and varsity wherever they go to school at.
0: So I think D two does a great job of being a good sequel because it takes the original cast and puts them into this new situation. Uh, you know, at that point, everyone already kind of knew about Goldberg and Charlie and all the other you know players that were involved. And then suddenly here comes this new element of, you know, going to the Olympics and, and being a part of this bigger pond, you know, if you will. And, and it, so they, they had this new problem, this new situation they're trying to deal with becoming even better than they were before, but then they also have to contend with these new, you know, teammates that are part of the situation and they're kinda of fish out of water situation. And then you also have, you know, Keenan Thompson coming in as the streetwise kid who kinda of makes them think about like, you know, where they've been and, and where they're going and he ends up knuckle puck timing and and I actually with more and more, I'm saying this out loud, I feel like it has a lot of really good elements to make it a very decent sequel.
4: Right, and and um, Coach Bombay is struggling with wanting to be a superstar. You know, he got that taste, and now he gets a taste again when they are Team USA. It's another mm-hmm. good storyline within it, because he wants to be separated from the team as a great person in, in the sport of hockey.
1: I think D2 does a good job of keeping the same cast of characters uh, kind of switching the tone um, and making it more digestible for all audiences than, than Mighty Ducks 1 um, while still uh, giving you what you want from each of the characters. Like None of the characters really changed except Gordon, and then he changed back, right? Um, and so I think that it's like with a video game when they, when a a small indie game comes out and there's a first game and then it's like really successful, but it's a small indie game and they get some money. And then the second game, there are expectations and then like people know who they are. So they kind of swag out a little bit, not too much. They don't swag out too much. Um, and then it, it nestles in quite nicely, I think no
2: no yeah you're good it's a good take yeah i fully can't agree up on the the mighty ducks franchise so
1: can we talk uh, can we talk about um some sequels that should not have been made sure um and l might hunger games
2: l might fight, you Elle
1: might fight oh. you. <laughs> um, My go ahead sex in the city 2
2: no i agree i mean quite frankly i you you can tell me why in a moment but you i just i've been really turned off by what i found out about the cast and how they weren't actually really friends and it just it felt like it dragged on and on and on and i'm honestly quite sad to see kim cattrall not be a part of this next chapter
1: how are they gonna do the? are they gonna bring in another character or are they just gonna mm-hmm. go without her how many more people can she
2: sleep with? I mean, really. Well, Man. not only that. This is not that kind of podcast. Um, um. <laughs> but it
0: could be. But, is Mr. Big coming back? I just need to know.
2: Oh, my gosh. He was already back. Yeah, I and hope it, not. The word was, well, the word was in the third one that the, the whole, they were planning on a third sequel, and the plot was just so ludicrous. Like, for example, I believe Samantha was actually sexting uh, Cynthia Nixon's character's son um so miranda's son like somehow got pictures of her yeah and then the other part of that actually um kevin is that mr big died of a heart attack um so i don't yeah i don't know specifics on this this hey hey oh i got another (laughs) cameo um what I said, if Big dies, can she get back with Aiden? I know Aiden is cute to all the boys I've loved before. P.S. I love you. Aiden. Okay. Anyways, thanks. Um, I don't even know. My mind is that one of your
3: multiple personalities, (laughs) L. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So many. I. This was just apparently the word was in gossip magazines about what the script was about, and Kim Cattrall was like, "No, I'm not doing this." That's the rumor. But sure. okay, what makes it a bad sequel though to you?
1: I Mr. think the show um, the show ran its course, and they didn't do a very good job of introducing new characters. Um, I think whenever you have a show that runs for more than two seasons, maybe you kind of have to cycle characters in and out. It's the the problem that Orange is the New Black ran into, where you by the end you have all of these characters, and there's kind of like nothing for them to do. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think it just got the show was stale by the end. Um, And then when they made the first movie, it had been a little while after the show had ended. So people were like, "Okay, Um, I love the show. Like, I'll I'll give the movie a chance. But by the second movie, people don't want to spend. I don't I personally don't believe that people want to spend more time with Carrie, uh, uh, Carrie Miranda and Charlotte. And, um, and Samantha, I just I don't think people want to spend more time with just that crew. I think you need to either kill one off, uh, bring in somebody new, right? Yeah. Or like have somebody
2: You're move the Disney route. Right, okay, right. I do. yes to Charlotte. No, right. you just Charlotte. move, God. Right? Or I, always have to do Charlotte.
1: Okay, well, because I feel like what is Charlotte? She's the most boring.
2: No, She's I know. I feel not
1: like... the most boring.
2: You grow up wanting to be a Charlotte but then you realize you're actually a Miranda that's right. currently like
1: like low key yes. Miranda is actually the most boring. Like Charlotte you wow. thi- she is wow. if you think about it. Like Charlotte Charlotte is definitely like her if you watch the show Charlotte's sex escapades were way more interesting than Miranda's. Miranda's sex situations were always so fucking boring. Um mm-hmm. and the guys that she dated were always so fucking boring. Even Steve was kind of boring right um yeah. but charlotte had oh, Tra- i'm not disagreeing charlotte had trey like um so I, I don't know um but i just i don't they're not characters that you want to spend more time with the the universe is essentially new york um and so i don't know if you can ex- it's not like a universe that you want to spend more time in if that makes sense um because there are so many other places that you can Watch New York on TV, so I just I don't see a viable path forward for them to make a successful sequel. Um, Unless they
2: were to like make it about their kids, which could be relatable for their wa- viewers who now have kids of their own. I mean, I I don't know.
3: Right, right. It's, would their kids
1: be old enough and interesting enough? <laughs>
2: that's I a that's a good question. Brady
1: would be like twenty. Oh, would he be twenty? I thought he'd be like seventeen now.
2: No. Well, yeah, maybe he'd be a little younger than twenty, but yeah. by the time it comes out, you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so mm-hmm. that that's one that I just I when they announced the second one, I was like, mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know. I don't. I I didn't want to see it. I wasn't into it. Um, and so yeah, yeah. I I can't. I couldn't. I couldn't with that one.
2: Yeah, that's valid. I mean I, I won't lie to you, I watched it last weekend, but
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um so I just really quickly have to like jump in because a friend had told me that all of the Tremor movies after three, and I don't know what the hell he was talking about. Ooh, I could talk so, about this yeah. so
4: Tremors, I just watched Tremors it. one I, is I think is good. It is good. <laughs> I yes. Agree. Full stop. But after that, I mean it's served its purpose. There doesn't need to be i don't know what how many are there like six tremors got (laughs) weird
1: after the third one where uh i don't know if they ran out of plot you get so a few things actually happened Uh, it's my memory is coming back so you can definitely tell that after three they had didn't have the budget that they had with the others um and the the set which was basically the desert but like you could just tell that the production value wasn't there. Also, I don't know if they ran out of ideas, but I distinctly remember from it might be like four or five. It's like Michael Gross was in a cage. Like locked in a cage, and he was trying to get out. And it I remember watching that being like, Is this really the movie? Like is this really That's
3: the one that's the one that takes place in Africa.
1: It, is that four or five? Which one is that? Uh
3: I I wanna say that so um the fourth one uh, the first one you have the Graboids, second one you have the Shriekers, third one you have the Ass Blasters, and then after that, uh, um, the, the, sorry, the fourth one is where they do a, uh, they go back in time to see when uh, the town started and you find out that Graboids were around back then and no one told them, or no mm-hmm. one told the modern day people about it.
4: Seriously. And then I think as you guys are talking the... about this there's no need to have these movies. <laughs> well now now hold on now
3: it gets but it gets interesting after that because they go to Africa in the fifth one and they talk about um, how the Callisto effect happens where a predator like evolution happens randomly and unrelated to like other evolutions going on across the globe. And so you get graboids in Africa that are a little bit different than the ones that were in where were they? Nevada, New Mexico, somewhere. Right, right. And um, Dude, and then yeah. the next the one, the first one, the was next all that one. They needed. The next one they go to. I want to say that because of global warming, they're in the Arctic Circle. Oh shit! Wait, they went back in time on one of these. Oh, I'm sleep. Well, sure, it was. You? They didn't go back in time. <laughs> they didn't go back in time. They were. It was kind of like a, a flashback. Of oh, okay, how, okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. So and no actual this, time travel. Though. Right, right. The,
3: the most recent Aww. one is. You know, and all of them have except for the I think all of them actually have Michael Gross in them. They do, yeah. Which Michael Gross and, I appreciate, but not in Tremors. Yeah, this most recent one was actually kind of ridiculous but fun. Because Michael Gross is, you know, pushing eighty and he's fighting these genetically modified um shriekers.
1: Michael so, Gross secret like Clint Eastwood like Clint Eastwood as an actor, could take his shirt off and you'd be like, oh, uh, up until he was probably about 80, maybe. Uh, Michael Gross, same thing. Like, he for to be as old as he is, he's very fit. Yes, yeah.
4: but there's no legitimate reason that there needs to be, like, six Tremors or however many there are. The right. well, first one was good. Leave it at that.
2: According to this friend, you know, the first few would change my life. But speaking of, of sequels that don't need to be made, I'd love to hear your take on this, Jimmy. How do you feel about Grown Ups 2? Because I don't think Grown Ups 1 needed to exist, but people can no, fight. I think
4: Grown Ups 2, I, I I enjoyed it. Oh. I mean, it, I it's just because I like Adam Sandler, though. So, like, I think that was his... Those two movies, Grown Ups 1 Grown Ups 2 for his better movies that he's made like of recent.
2: Hmm.
4: I mean um, the plot the uh, plot is recent? really I mean hot scorching take there. I mean I mean what, what I mean besides like uncut gems like what else I mean Hubie Halloween like
0: uh, funny funny people
4: um, I mean, funny, funny
0: I people. That's that was a, fine. a while ago, though, wasn't it? Funny. I'm people talking something. like that's, that's true too. Actually, you're right. you're right. I mean, I
4: don't know, but then like um, these Netflix movies have just—they're okay. Which was they're the not, Netflix
1: yeah. movie that he did where it was like the Wild Wild West, and it had Blake Shelton in it's it. It's the ridiculous. they the, the ridiculous six, yeah. and
0: apparently, it was such a big problem that there was uh, Native American actors walking off set because it's they were terrible. so upset about what was happening. So, oh
4: wow, it's terrible, terrible yeah. movie.
0: But I I like yeah. grown
4: ups too. I think. You know, I mean, the plot is is kind of dumb. It's just all about them hanging out and then having a party. But um, I don't know. I I enjoy it just because I, I enjoy all the characters and all of his friends. But um, I mean, you're right. I mean, it, it probably doesn't need didn't need to happen. But I enjoyed it.
0: Right. Okay. Um, okay. I, I've got one that I'm I'm curious to find out because I don't, I don't know how many people have seen this this series or not. Uh, Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection.
4: Yeah, I mean, those movies, I mean, there's a billion of them, right? There's a billion so, predators too, isn't there?
0: Well, so it, it shares a timeline with uh, a bunch of other movies and it's the whole timeline is insane. Like according to uh, Prometheus, we're supposed to be reaching around the time when Peter Whalen creates Whalen Industries and, and all this other stuff. But the, it, the original Alien movie is still one of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it was incredible. It was this, you know this thriller movie that uh, kind of has a funny backstory to it. Apparently, the reason why you can't see the alien that much is because they were having a hard time portraying the alien as like menacing. They tried to dress up a dog as an alien once, and, it, and every time they filmed it, it was hilarious. So they couldn't do that. Um, so it was this very you know meticulous and and you know kind of like tense movie and then aliens came out it just became this big action movie you know this whole setup like destroying things and game over man game over um you know incredible and then the third one suddenly is weird where Ripley's been like in i think cryostasis for like some ungodly amount of time and now she's in a prison and and There's other people there, too. And then the fourth one is like a clone of hers. And it just, I I remember watching the first two movies and thinking that they were incredible. And then I watched the third one, and I was like, wait, what's happening?
1: You know why that is, right? I mean, I do, but why don't you tell the people? No, no, I want to hear, okay, so it's, my personal belief with that one is that uh, it's Ridley Scott. Because I believe Ridley Scott was the director
0: of the first and the second one. Um, he was the first one, I believe he was not the second was one. He I not the, the second, second one? one? I believe, Aliens, I believe, was James Cameron.
1: Okay, James uh, National Treasure, James Cameron? Uh, still <laughs> working
0: James on Still, still working on all of his uh, Avatar movies Yeah, it was James Cameron, uh, who made who made Aliens. Okay,
1: so so cl- close, I was wrong as hell there though Um, but No,
2: I'm joking. No,
1: okay. <laughs> um, but so i guess uh this brings up like an interesting thing because or an interesting point of discussion because so the original alien movie was supposed to end with ripley dying and um the Mm -hmm. uh there was supposed to be like a voice message that went back to earth um, And, and it was the
0: alien doing her voice doing
1: her voice right so that was the original intent was for ripley to die so i wonder if uh Like with Star Wars, he had six movies written when he made the first movie. So when we were done, like the the way that the stories broke out, we knew that there would be more story or I guess there could be more story, not that there would be more story. But with Aliens, it was like the story's over and they were like, oh, let's make another movie. But the story's over. So, like, how do we do this? And then they got lucky stuff
4: that
3: go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say the stuff that they weren't able to do in the first one. That's that's what inspired the third, fourth, and so on. Like the things that you're talking about, like for example, the the dog in an alien costume. That's where the idea for the dog um, xenomorph in the in the prison happened in three. Right, like that's where they get these ideas. And then the fact that like the alien speaking in her voice inspired the the clone which is ridley mixed with an, an alien queen so she's mm-hmm. this hybrid human xenomorph um so that's where the that's where the subsequent movies come from is all the crap that they couldn't do in the first one because of you know budget production stuff like that
1: so then i guess the question is is that in and of itself enough of a reason like the fact that the movie's successful, and that you couldn't do things in the first movie—is that enough of a reason, or enough of reasons, to make a sequel?
4: Yeah, that I didn't is, hate the
1: question.
3: I didn't. Dis- I didn't dislike Alien Three. Um, I thought it was—it was very much a product of its time, as was Resurrection. Like, you can tell that they were one was made in the mid '90s, and one was made in the you know later '90s. Um, because of the things that they like, they were using tropes that every other thriller, sci-fi movie was using. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't hate them. I, I actually, the resurre- Alien Resurrection is actually kind of funny to me. Um, they've got some really good one-liners, and it's got Wynona Ryder and um, Ron Perlman in it. It's, it's like, I'm, I'm going to love it. So it might be enough. I mean, it, why not? If you have inspiration for the first film that you couldn't, couldn't use why not you know because so then you end up
1: with star wars phantom menace right
0: (laughs) well well well, that's technically a prequel and that was actually something i was going to say is that it always bothers so for me personally that actually kind of bothers me is is that using a sequel as a means to kind of do the things that you couldn't do in the first ones i think there's a lot of times where it makes a problem but it mostly happens for me when it comes to prequels and that's because one of the biggest problems i always have with prequels is that if you make a movie years later and you're trying to show off like, Oh, well, look at all the things that we can do now, which I think is actually one of the excuses that George Lucas originally had about making the Phantom Menace was like, Oh, we can do all these things now that we couldn't do before. And it's like, yeah, but you're taking away from the movies that are quote unquote, supposed to be the future.
1: Yeah. And I think that like
3: with with star Wars though, it's a little bit. So it makes sense that things look bright, shiny and new in the prequels because uh it's happening during a time of peace and things are are thriving and flourishing and like there's technological advances when we're in the um the new hope and forward you're looking at a shit stain of a galaxy been through war and all kinds of death and so it's going to look gritty and broken down and shitty looking i will agree that i think they overdid it with the cgi stuff they should have used more practical effects in the in the prequels but the it makes sense to me at least in the star wars universe that the prequels would look prettier more advanced because it's happening during a time when that stuff would have happened
0: really you th- you, i mean technology is supposed to get better as time goes on correct i mean even if yeah. even if the world gets gritty or shitty like that doesn't stop technology from advancing forward as far as i'm uh... concerned.
3: I would say that the things that they're showing you in the the prequels are places that, like, like they're showing you Coruscant, right? But then when, Mm -hmm. when you're looking at Tatooine and some of the, like, Hoth and Dagobah, you're looking at the Outer Rim places, which you know, it's like the ghetto of the Star Wars galaxy. Mm-hmm. You're not going to have that that stuff available. You're not going to have the bright, shiny, and new. And I think it also adds that dichotomy between, like, the crappiness of the Rebels, and or like their technology, and mm-hmm. the advanced shininess of the Empire.
0: Okay. It's well, because the, the other thing dichotomy. I'm thinking of... No, no, no. I no, I absolutely understand what you're saying. Because uh, the thing that I'm thinking about when we were talking about Alien, one of the best sequels, in my opinion, to the Alien and Aliens movies is uh, actually a video game called Alien Isolation. And one of the reasons why I love Isolation so much is that when you watch someone play that game, when you play that game, it shows a lot of the technology having the same look and appeal and aesthetic that those other movies had, like Alien and Aliens. But then when you go watch something like Prometheus, uh, you know, written by one of my favorite writers, <laughs> Uh you, and you see this movie that supposedly takes place, uh, I think 30 to 20 to 40 years before the alien movie. And you see all this technology that's all shiny and new and everything else. It takes away from it for me so much, but I can definitely see what you're saying in terms of star Wars movies, because it's clearly a quote unquote happier time. And it's in places that are a little more advanced and everything. So that I, t- I totally get what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. And
3: that's the only instance where that, where that works for me I agree with you on just about every
0: other example of that Predator's better (laughs) did you you know Jimmy that the original Predator was supposed to be an orangutan in a suit no that was the second one the first one was supposed to be Jean-Claude Van Damme in a bug suit
4: Hmm. interesting
0: and then the second what one was an do. orangutan in a bug suit but the orangutan kept trying to take it off so the guy who designed the predator was one of the guys who designed like helped design the aliens and he designed it on a plane flight over to the set of predator go now
4: do you get know, to the chopper do you know that pre- now, predator 2
0: get... <laughs> not
3: as bad as i think
0: i agree i fully agree people hate that movie so much and i think that that movie adds so much to the lore uh the the the, the thing that happens at the end with danny glover and the the predators it just it made me happy because it felt like they were establishing a universe
2: these shows are so bad though (laughs) true um i was thinking of one recently that might throw you guys for a loop that i really enjoy which is the dark knight i think it's fantastic
4: no i think it's one of the best batman films
2: Mm
0: -hmm. i i love that movie but i also think that it and and hufflepuff and i have talked about this a little bit i think it kind of ruined an entire universe uh and and an entire setup for how we perceive certain movies because it not only is it a great film it's a great superhero film but it's also more of a crime drama than anything else Mm -hmm. and 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 i think that they kind of led a lot of the aesthetic and the the planning of DC universe movies down the wrong path they shouldn't have gone. But that said, Dark Knight, great movie. I mean, I like
4: the Dark Knight Rises too. I mean, I think I think Tom Hardy did a great job on the Bane character. Hello, Batman. No, nah, dude, I I think that's I think it was good. I mean, yeah. there's no arguing. I think with the Dark Knight, I I don't know.
3: The only thing I, I still struggle is, um, with Christian Bale, it's it's a me thing. It's not a him or uh, you know his acting ability. I just uh, he doesn't grab me no, like I yeah. want my Batman or Bruce
4: he, Wayne to. But he yeah, just that's... he just does some, like the the choices that he's made with the Batman voice and stuff that irks me.
0: I I like, still think though that he does the greatest job of. Of being the 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 guy who turns into bruce wayne when he needs to turn into bruce wayne like the playboy yeah, billionaire he, bruce wayne he does such a good yes. job in that he like plays in, the in,
4: good he does play a good like yeah playboy billionaire
0: yeah like like when when he runs his lambo into the car that's the with the guy that's about to die and like mm-hmm. he you know uh gordon gets out and like looks at him he's like oh you know you did a great job saving us doing this he's like the hell are you talking about i missed a light like when he does like that kind of stuff or in in uh batman begins when he climbs into the 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 pond or the fish tank or whatever with the two girls like i just i thought all that was fantastic and i feel like i haven't really seen that from any other uh batman actor
4: i do feel though too that in
0: that series
4: like of films like i hated the recasting of rachel i didn't like it i wish Katie holmes would have stayed on <laughs> or they would have killed her in the first one. That that too that would have been fine. Oh, but geez. I just <laughs> didn't, I didn't like the Maggie Gyllenhaal. I didn't know. You know, Katie Actually, Holmes I, I would
3: s- have. I've had rather had Maggie Gyllenhaal in the first one than Katie Holmes in the second one.
4: I guess
1: Maggie Gyllenhaal is a better actress. I think in every front, Agreed. but I do. I think katie holmes her screen presence you can't Ugh, no she you, you don't kind of grosses me out i i agree with
0: hufflepuff actually
1: i think personally. her screen presence is you just can't deny it right like when she's on the screen you have to look at her right, right, right. So all, work, her all i see is... is joey and joey annoys the shit out of me Hold joey's oh not God. that <laughs> bad joey's not that bad <laughs> She's trashed. Okay. You know what? That's the only <laughs> star
2: that Toledo can claim, so we're just going to roll with it. Hey, now.
4: there's more stars than just...
1: There's Jamie Farr. There's okay, but... Katie Holmes. Jonathan I would rather Bennett. hang
4: out with Allison Stoner. <laughs> oh, I
3: love Allison Stoner. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: she's from
4: Toledo. Well, then there yeah. you go.
2: Okay, well, um, you know. Here's the a friend. Go yeah. ahead. I was just going to say a franchise that I think did really well with sequels is Toy Story. Um, I personally don't understand in all the aspects why there needed to be a Toy Story 4, especially when the buildup was, you know, Toy Story 3 is the last, whatever. I remember being in another country and bawling my eyes out watching Toy Story 3. And I think a lot of people think Toy Story 2 is also a really good um, sequel. Toy Story 4 actually kept me pretty entertained as well. So I think that they have a good job, they do a nice job sticking to the characters' storylines and making it relatable not only to kids, but also to adults. Yeah.
1: I agree. Um, I think with Toy Story, they've done such a good job of creating these characters that you just want to spend time with. Like, who doesn't want to <laughs> hang out with Buzz Lightyear, right? Like, who doesn't want to hang out with Woody? <laughs> Right. You got to have
4: Buzz Lightyear and Woody together, though, because they irk each other. Right, that's right, makes right. It fun and to
1: hang out s- Right, and so, like, who doesn't <laughs> want to hang out with them? And so, like, in all honesty, it doesn't even really matter what's happening around them. Um, as, lo- as long as you get to spend time with them and-, and-, and laugh, then you've got a good movie there. So they could probably keep making those movies until forever, um, even if Tom Hanks says he doesn't want to do it. Because doesn't his brother do the voice in the, the Kingdom Hearts games or something? Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so even if, if Tom Hanks says he doesn't want to do it anymore, at least just get, get his brother to do it. His son mm-hmm. might be able
4: to do it, too.
1: Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go.
0: Well, I mean, if nothing else, we already know that uh, there's going to be a new Buzz Lightyear, in case you guys weren't aware. And that would be uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Chris Evans. Ooh.
4: What? Oh,
3: interesting. I did not know. In the, the live-action
0: uh, version? Uh, the, it, I guess there's, like, a new Pixar movie coming out, and he's supposed to be... Uh, the new voice. Wait, is there a live mm.
1: action Toy Story? He, he will he will
0: voice the Joker. original Buzz oh. Lightyear in a new Pixar film, Lightyear. The studio announced on Twitter. Oh shit! Mm. Hmm. Can we all agree though
4: that some, one of the worst, are just the worst strand of sequels is the Jaws?
2: Yes, my yes, friend like commented that. and said Jaws two is the worst sequel ever. Can we?
0: No, no Jaws, Jaws no. four or whatever it is is probably no Jaws 3, yeah,
2: Jaws three. 4. I'm gonna oh. compose my list i'll put it in the chat and you guys can debate do you believe Uh, okay
1: so with jaws do you think so jaws the first one is one of the best movies of all time would you guys agree yes yes do you believe it's so good that they kind of earn the right to make as many as they want even if they're bad No, 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 you don't, don't dude, because
4: the third one, the third one, I I think uh, Brody's whacking on the electrical line and the fucking shark bites on the electrical line and it explodes like it's dumb. There's not that many. It doesn't make it realistic. There's not that many man eating fucking sharks in the ocean. Which
1: one was? Is that the one? The third one is that the one with um with uh, Dennis Quaid in it, where it's like in three. No, that's the fourth. That's, that's the, the fourth, fourth one, one? where they're in the the like the no. Sea World thing. Yeah.
4: The third
3: one is three D. That's the one where like the shark is swimming um, cockeyed at the camera because it's supposed to oh you're right, supposed to have, right, right. Be wearing 3D glasses <laughs> yeah. the Dennis Quaid one is the one that's at like the SeaWorld
0: thing I think gotcha, yeah gotcha. jaws jaws 4 is also known as the revenge yeah um it's terrible and the cast includes to Michael uh, up. Mar- Mario Van Peebles Uh, Michael Caine which is which is my favorite part about the yeah Michael Michael Caine is in that movie I completely Mm -hmm. forgot this is because because as we're talking about this there's another fourth movie that I'd like to bring up and how horrible it is uh, to kind of answer uh uh L's kind of situation here but uh (laughs) who else is in this movie uh Mitchell Anderson yeah, that's, I mean, the biggest thing is that Michael Kane and Mario Van Peebles is in this movie. And together, that just, that blows that's blows my mind. part. Right? <laughs> together, together. Uh, speaking of Force, cool. though.
2: Well, um, can um, I just pop in real fast before we end the Jaws thing? I will say personally from a musician's standpoint... I think one and two, like you guys said, probably weren't that bad because John Williams did one through two. Then he dipped out. He was like, "Nope." Mm-hmm. So other composers for three and four.
0: That is, that is definitely an element that can kind of take you out of, especially when you have something as iconic. Oh yeah, as, as a John Williams score. Mm-hmm. Um, but since we're talking about fourth movies, and actually we can talk about the third one as well. Uh, the Superman movies and I'm talking about the original Superman movies uh, Ooh, yeah Superman 3 is one of the most insanely weird films that I've ever seen and it's mainly because of one particular scene where there's a, there's an outward shot of of a hotel and basically part of the plot is that there's this new red kryptonite that is that it exists and Richard Pryor yes Richard Pryor has somehow gotten... Uh, Superman to touch this stuff and so suddenly it turns Superman in, from all-American you know, boy Superman to bad boy Superman and there's this outward shot of this hotel and they just go inside and suddenly there's a bottle of whiskey and Superman downs an entire glass of whiskey, slams the glass and just goes Sigh. and that's literally all you really need to know about Superman 3. Hey, that's
4: which terrible! Which Sounds color terrible. of kryptonite
0: makes Superman super horny? <clears throat> uh, <laughs> is it red? My God! Like what if uh, that like makes actually, him like a luthario? I I think it red actually is because it's it's one of the one of the parts of the movie. Like basically, Superman stops being quote unquote Superman. He like has sex with a woman, and I think he might kind of forces it upon her. Um, he gets I mean, angry it was the 80s, and. So. Yeah, he he gets angry and punches an oil tanker, and it just spills oil everywhere, and that was a big thing too. Uh, and then at one point as well, uh, Clark Kent fights Superman. Like he's just like in a junkyard and just suddenly decides to fight himself, and that's how the movie "quote unquote" turns around. Um, is that
3: so? Is that where Fight Club got the whole idea? Was let's, Superman let's, fighting himself? <laughs> let's, let's
0: just go ahead and say that. I'm I'm sure that. Uh, What's his face was a huge, uh, huge, huge Superman three fan. It was just like you know what, I can make this happen too with Brad Pitt. Mm -hmm. Um, But by far, if if you've if you've never seen it, I recommend watching it just to feel as disgusted as I do. Superman four: The Quest for Peace.
2: Oh gosh, is that where they
3: they go back in time to save the whales? Oh no, wait, that's Star Trek. (laughs)
2: That's Jaws four. No, I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Um... no. (laughs) Go for it. You guys want a quick little synopsis? Sure. Seeing the United States and the Soviet Union engaged in a nuclear arms race that could lead to Earth's destruction, Superman, Christopher Reeve, decides that he must take action. He collects all the nuclear warheads from the world and throws them into space. Meanwhile, Superman's nemesis, Lex Luthor, played by Gene Hackman, is broken out of prison with a new scheme. He clones Superman with radioactive material to create nuclear man. Mark Pillow, oh, a being just as powerful <laughs> as the Man of Steel, and, and John and Cryers in it. He yeah. is. He is. It's it's insane. Who would later go on to be Lex Luthor in uh, one of the shows? Is this uh, the
1: worst movie so, that, that Hackman has done? Because <laughs> Hackman has a really good resume. Like he's. Why are you he's... saying?
0: <laughs> That's his name. Uh, it's, a, it's a South Park reference too. Oh, okay. Yeah. We must destroy the Hack Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Welcome to Mooseport's pretty bad.
1: Sure, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, but it's
0: but it's it's no Superman for the question. No, yes, yeah, sure. right, it's right, backwards. right. Yeah. So
1: two things here. Um, Superman, the Superman story is definitely cultural appropriation because Superman's name is Khalil and his dad's name is Jarrell. So. He's, he's black. Okay. Number so two. wait a minute.
3: You're gonna tell me that you're gonna pronounce it Hackman, but you're gonna call him Khalil and Jorrell. Jorel. Jer-El. His dad's name. Like J- 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 okay. okay.
0: He, he called him Khalil, not Kalel, but Khalil. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. His name
1: is Khalil. Um, the uh-huh. second thing is, uh, so Superman series. So there have been three iterations of Superman, right? Um, as f- of what in, in the film, movies? In movies, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, none of them have been great.
0: Would you guys agree? I mean, so kind of I will Man say it it kind of, I thought Man of Steel was pretty decent. Yeah, um, right. And I also thought that Superman Returns. Poor Brandon Ralph. Uh, I, I thought that Superman Returns was campy, but I felt like it kind of did what I thought that the DC movies were supposed to do. But I felt like I felt like whenever I watched like the the superman cartoon series it's so it kind of gave me that vibe still and that was like my biggest like you know thing or my, the biggest introduction i had to superman you don't think itself,
1: so. that henry cavill takes the superman the new superman you don't think he takes it down a notch no, no. By, I think. I also, think it's that, just because you I also don't think like
4: that amy amy adams is a way better lois lane than kate bosworth
3: that well, is, yeah, that <laughs> is correct. Kate Bosworth and Kevin Spacey are what killed the Superman Returns movie for me. I just couldn't, well, I couldn't handle I mean, it. The great, I
4: mean, and the great Michael Shannon
0: is in <laughs> Man of Steel. Yes. Wh- whom I love and appreciate to, to my me heart's too. content. Me too. Um, the other, I mean, the other thing about Superman Returns is that the story at the end of the day was atrocious, especially at the end when. Superman decides that he's just gonna let. I'm spoiling this for anybody because I really don't care. And also, <laughs> it's from like 2004 uh, when he decides to let some like punk ass guy played by James Marsden raise his like super baby that he had with Lois Lane. And he's just like, oh well, you know what? I guess you're just here, kid. Like, I'll I'll, I'll visit occasionally and say what's up. And, like, that was, like, the entirety of the story. That and, like, oh, there's suddenly a gigantic piece of land that's created out of kryptonite, and suddenly Superman has the will to lift it. And it was just like, uh, But, mm-hmm. Brandon Routh, I think the problem I've had with a lot of the Superman stuff is not necessarily the person that's playing Superman, but more so the story and the writing around it. Because I feel like, personally, it's such a hard thing to write a good Superman movie. How do, how do you write something about a god and his trials and tribulations?
1: Well, right, uh, not only that, but... And I don't know if it's because what you're saying, but also because it, I wonder if the character, like, have we ever had a Superman movie where Superman had a sense of humor?
3: No, but there should have been because Superman, I mean, even in the Warner Brothers 90s cartoon, Superman was funny. Like he was, he was kind of witty, sort of sarcastic and then in all of the newer iterations of any of the animated films so, or so movies So what
4: you're so what you're saying is Superman needs to have a little Thor in him? He needs a little Thor, right?
1: A little bit, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. sounds well, like a porn and... movie. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I I'd, I'd watch that.
4: <laughs> oh my god. I mean those are two pretty attractive dudes. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> or Superman and Thor. Anyway, um it'd be so it be uh-huh. chubby Thor? uh I, I like chubby
0: thor maybe
1: um
0: we, we can write this sexy fanfic later <laughs> but i wonder can I,
1: can I tell you oh sorry oh what i was gonna say is the people the only like funny thing i can remember from any of the superman movies is when in the 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 man of steel movie when they tried to arrest henry cavill and he had the handcuffs on and amy adams she's like walking him through the hallway and they like pan front they pan up from the handcuffs up to his face and it's like this is so ridiculous that you have superman in handcuffs um that's like the only funny thing i can kind of remember from that from that movie so i wonder is it hard to write good lines for superman because he doesn't have a personality
0: well um, so, so so here's here's the big thing about superman if you go back and look at the, a lot of the comic books from the past he was the catch-all be all supreme being when it came to everything like they like he literally was just getting non-stop powers sure. like left and right like at one point he was able to like face through walls i think at one point he he could also like transform into other like into animals it was just all these like things and so you know like i said they kind of wrote themselves to a corner of making this guy and trying to humanize him and then I don't think that anybody's ever actually like you know. Once the DC movie started getting super dark, I don't think there was any point where they were trying to be funny with him. Even when they tried to make Batman suddenly like jokey and and you know deprecating with his humor, um, I, I don't think that they've ever been able to actually fully understand how to write uh, the Superman as a you know person trying to be normal amongst everybody else because he's he doesn't need to be.
2: Um, we haven't have-
4: even we haven't even talked about. Um... Some of the best sequels to ever live.
2: I'm like, starting to think we need a part two, uh, honestly.
1: Uh maybe. Because I, I, I still yeah, have pushing it. an hour and a half. I know, and I haven't even we haven't
0: even brought up Back to the Future too. Yeah. Right we and definitely back. we definitely need a sequel. Oh my god, we have a sequel to our sequel episode.
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> show, I wonder yeah. if people choose to listen. <laughs> have you stopped uh, recording yet?
1: I have not, no. We okay. still we still are here.
0: Will it be better than the first one? Find out in the upcoming sequel.
1: Tune in next week. (laughs) Well, this has been we like watching. We've had fun. We hope you guys listen. Uh, Please listen. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your friends. (laughs) Subscribe.
2: We're out here on multiple platforms now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wherever, yeah, everywhere podcasts are played except iTunes. We're working on it, but they're slow. So, uh, yeah, yeah.
2: lots of hoops to jump through. See you guys next week. <laughs> Here you guys. Whatever. Bye. 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 Bye.